Since this investigation began, I have seen three psychologists and one psychiatrist. I have now been prescribed multiple medications for sleep, for major depression, for severe anxiety, and for PTSD, all of which have been prescribed for one simple reason, self-hatred. Make no mistake, I hate the defendant with every bone in my body and every drop of blood in my veins. I hate Caitlin Ann Conley because Caitlin Ann Conley murdered my mother. Welcome to this episode. Today I have an absolutely crazy story for you, one that's gonna make you wonder. You see, somebody is currently behind bars for this murder, but is it the right person? Even the victim's family is split because the real murderer may be a member of that very family. Or maybe it's not. You can decide at the end of this episode, but first, let me tell you the details. Because remember, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Vengeance thy name is Caitlin Conley. Now that is a direct quote from the Oneido County Assistant District Attorney, Lori Lissy. What happened and what is the case I have for you today? See. Today I have a story about a woman who's a doctor and she helps people for a living and in her doctor's office is her husband, her son, and her son's girlfriend. Now if you were just to look at the Yoder family, you would believe that they were happy, content, and well, pretty fortunate and privileged. For all intents purposes, Caitlin was a part of the Yoder family because she had been on and off again with Mary's son Adam for quite some time. After Mary Yoder would end up being poisoned to death in July of 2015, the main suspect and what seemed to be the culprit was her very son, Adam. An email account with Adam's name would be linked to the very account that ordered the poison, which is known as calchazine, a drug commonly used to treat gout. However, if you take this medication and you don't have gout, it can cause a big, big problem. Gout basically is an excess buildup of fluid, often in your lower extremities and other areas from time to time, but this medication depletes that liquid. But if you take this medication and you don't have gout, you are gonna end up as dry as an empty Capri Sun that's been squeezed in the summer sun. What does that mean, sweetheart? You did. Besides the email that was linked to Adam, a letter was also sent to the police. In this letter, the finger was pointed at Adam. It said that there would be a bottle of Couchazine, the very one that was used to poison Mary. And when you know it, it would be in Adam's car, under his passenger seat. Police took this as an actual like tip and were like, all right, we're gonna go check Adam's car. And when they did, bum, 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 guess what they found? The bottle of Calchazine under his passenger seat, just like the letter said. I know, crazy. 
Now, you're probably wondering, okay, so Adam did it, right? 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 You're right! That's it. That's that's the whole story. Adam did it. He's guilty. All right. Have a good day. Love you. Talk to you next time. Kidding. So, the thing is, I mean, he could have. Honestly, he, he might have, okay? But he probably got away with it if he did because somebody else is in jail today for it. When Adam was confronted about, well, it looks like you killed your mom, buddy. Uh, you want to explain? He was like, oh! Gasp, I did not do that. I am so shocked. She's dead, like dead, dead. Oh my God. He was genuinely shocked that, first of all, anybody thought that he did it, but also, isn't that what killers do? Like, they're not gonna just instantly go, oh, you caught me. Oh my God, shit, fuck. You, oh, you weren't asking me about the murder. I, I wasn't, I wasn't confessing. Mm -mm, mm -mm. He really did seem to be shocked and just absolutely at a loss because, well, his, his mother had just been murdered, which would just shock anybody. Police did need to speak to those who knew Adam best though. Just because someone is shocked or acts as though they didn't do anything doesn't mean they didn't. I mean, bad people are everywhere. And they got some acting skills, let me tell ya. The first person that police approached was Adam's on and off again girlfriend, Caitlin. Caitlin was really close to the Yoder family. She even worked in the family's chiropractic firm. Wait. Is a chiropractic firm? Is it is a chiropractic office? Chiropractic practice? You know what? You can choose one and whatever makes you feel happy when you say it, we'll go with that one. Adam and Caitlin, though, their relationship was a roller coaster of ups and downs, breakups, and fights. In fact, I don't want to go too far into it just yet before we dive in, but during one of these like ups and downs of their absolute horrible fights, Adam was actually guilted back into dating Caitlyn after she told him that she had miscarried their child. Even though shortly after they got back together, Adam broke up with her because Caitlyn was most likely cheating on him with his best friend. Side note, that sounds like my ex because he cheated on his ex-wife with her best friend. Oops, cat's out bag. Now before I dive into what happened or who did it, I mean, there is somebody behind bars for the crime. So technically, they found out who, right? I don't know. And I want you to figure out who did it. Was it Adam and did he get away with murder? Or was it Caitlin? And was she just acting out of revenge? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this episode where we dive in to the murder of Mary Yoder. Mary Yoder went through living hell for the last hours of her life. She's been poisoned, but who would want to kill Mary? Mary did not have one evil bone in her body. This was the closest thing to a smoking gun in a digital forensics investigation. But you never can predict what a jury's going to do. I had to live with him through two trials. I had to watch them go through hell. You've got to find that guilty! It was July 20th of 2015, you know, pre-pandemic, baby. <laughs> God, I miss it. This day happened to be a Monday and 60-year-old Mary Yoder woke up that morning around 6.30 in the morning in her house in Whitesboro, New York. She did have to go into work that day, like many of us on a Monday. Mary and her husband William, aka Bill, had ran their chiropractic family care for mm, about 28 years. So not 
you know, not too long, right? <laughs> Just almost as old as I am. That's, that's, God, that's kind of old. Mary had uh, roughly about 30 clients on the books that day. So she was due to work and she had roughly about a 10 hour shift because of how many clients were on. Her husband, however, was actually not in that day. He didn't have any clients on, so he was just like staying back at the house or doing whatever, whatever husbands do. I don't know, I haven't been married for a long time and I don't plan to ever be again. But whatever hubbies do, William, Billy Boy, was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Mary and William had been married for about 38 years and had three children together. Later in the year that would untimingly be the last one of Mary's life, her and her husband had actually been planning and looking forward to a trip that would happen at the end of summer and they were gonna go to Europe. However, I'm getting sidetracked by their future plans that would never occur. Around 7.45, Mary left her house to head on up to the office. She had to be there just before 8 a.m. And that's exactly when she got there, just before then. Now, there were already patients waiting for her at the office, which was nothing unusual. Remember, you have to be early for a doctor's appointment, but the doctor can be late because fuck you, that's why. I love the reciprocity. She says, dripping with sarcasm. The receptionist that day, as you know, was Caitlin Conley because this was her job. Caitlin had actually been working there for a number of years now. She had become a friend and basically like a family member because of her dating Adam for quite some time. She started working at the firm at around 2012 and she had begun as a part-time receptionist. At that very same time, Adam had worked there briefly as well and this is when she kind of became full-time when they started to date and by 2013 she was officially a full-time employer and they were like you know canoodling that morning everything went fine for mary at around lunchtime she ended up going to utica to visit her 93 year old mother that's right her mother outlives her this is so heartbreaking she had just moved in with mary's sister because well she's 93 needs a little bit of help you know just butting around the house just making sure she's okay just like an adult or adult i'm 36 and sometimes i wish i had an adult or adult around the house to help me mary went to her sister sally's just to see how her mother had settled in and how they were doing with everything after all that mary returned to the office sometime around 1 1 30 at about 4 30 suddenly mary just did not feel well i mean really really unwell she had severe nausea she began vomiting she had uncontrollable diarrhea and severe abdominal pain just after 6.30, she arrived home and spent most of the evening in the bathroom in complete misery. I'm pretty sure we've all been there. And if you haven't, oh my god, count your blessings because it is the worst. Holding a bucket while sitting there crying, wondering if this is the day you die. Or just begging for it to be because it's absolutely brutal. However, usually after you expel everything, your condition improves, albeit you are exhausted and do not even want to look at yourself because you're disgusted. But you see, Mary, she wasn't improving. In fact, uh, she was actually taking a turn for even far worse, Bill. That very night, Mary slept in the living room and this is because there was a bathroom right there beside it. 
she just didn't want to disrupt anyone as well like her sleeping husband with all of the sounds coming from the bathroom. William woke up at around 6.30 the next morning because he had to work. Now he noted that when he saw Mary, she looked pale and just definitely had no improvement. She was drained, exhausted. And this is when he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call one of our daughters. And this is because their daughter was a doctor. And she said, yo, that sounds bad. Take her to the hospital, dad. Huh, that rhymed. Cool. At 9.30, Bill and Mary arrived at the hospital. Immediately, a mass amount of tests were carried out on Mary throughout the day, and nobody knew what was actually wrong with her because her condition seemed to start to stabilize. She was told that she would have to stay overnight in the hospital as a few more tests were needed. They just wanted to figure out what was going on. William, aka Billy Boy, he decided to go home. At 5.30 the next morning, July 22nd, there was a loud banging at his front door. When he opened the door, two state troopers told him the hospital had been trying to get in touch with him, so he called them. Mary's condition had deteriorated dramatically overnight, and she was now in the ICU. But this was only the beginning of the family's terror, horror, and absolute devastation. Do you like the content that I create for you? Super. If you want to support me and those who help make it possible for me to continue to create this content, then head on over to doomandgroom.net. Doom and Groom is a metal branded personal care company based out of Denver, Colorado. They were founded at the end of 2019 by good friends of mine. Their aim is to be the most metal way to take care of yourself and your skin. They offer top quality ingredients and amazing scents that are exactly what you need to go forth and summon the doom. With tattoo bombs, body butters, beard oils, and of course, incredible sprays that will leave your mouth watering. Head on over to doomandgroom.net and see everything they have for your skin and hair needs. My favorite personally is succubus. Followed closely by Demise, Succubus is sort of a warm vanilla, really, really delicious desserty smell. And then Demise is a wonderful coffee. Oh my god, it's so good. If you want to go check it out and even splurge and buy yourself a little something, I can get you a great discount. Simply use my code HARMONYDOOM and unlock a very special discount for your purchase. This code works every single time that you buy, not just the first. So head on over to doomandgroom.net and treat your hair and skin to the very best. And hey, you and I can smell practically the exact same if you use succubus or demise. <laughs> Thanks again to Doom and Groom and Jonathan Demon for all of these amazing products. So I don't know what you're waiting for, but go head on over to doomandgroom.net, use Harmony Doom for a very special discount and treat yourself. Mary's kidneys, everything was starting to shut down. And they just couldn't figure out why. Why is everything shutting down? What caused Mary to have such a dramatic turn for the worse? Especially when she had actually been improving. This is because while she was in her hospital room, Mary fell and ended up suffering cardiac arrest. They 
didn't have any explanation though besides this as to why she was getting worse. Throughout the day, Mary went into several cardiac arrests. In fact, it happened seven times. So did Mary fall because of the sudden cardiac arrest or had her fall caused her heart to start going into arrest? We don't know. One thing we do know though, is at 2.54 p.m. on the 22nd of July, 2015, Mary would suffer fatal cardiac arrest and die. An autopsy and of course blood tests were carried out and it took a few months to determine what had caused the actual underlying reason for Mary's sudden death, an otherwise completely healthy woman. And there she was, just suddenly dropping dead. Mary's tissues and organs had been under severe attack, which is usually a telltale sign of poisoning. This is when the medical examiner's office decided to test for poison, and then they decided, as a result of these tests, that Mary had in fact died of calchazine toxicity. Now what is calchazine? Because you bet your sweet little booty I was wondering the same thing. Sounding kind of like a drug that little moo moo creatures out in the field would be chomping on to get high. You know, cows, calchazine, no? Okay. Anyways, it comes from a plant known as autumn crocus and is highly toxic, especially when it's in pill form. It is commonly used as a treatment, like I said in the beginning, for gout. But if a person ingests a lethal dose, well, obviously lethal, it'll, it'll end in their death. The thing is, is if you don't have gout, you don't really know what the lethal dose is. Death is normally the outcome as the toxin is quickly absorbed into the body. As this toxin continues to be absorbed into the body, the major organs start to shut down one by one. It can also cause repeated cardiac arrest. Doesn't that sound kind of familiar? Normally, one of these arrests will result in your death. And this is because the toxin has officially shut down your heart. So here's the question. How was she poisoned by calchazine? And even more importantly, who done it? Dun, dun, dun! For dramatic effect, of course. Mary and Bill's daughter, Leanne, is a physician. And she says to her father, we have to let her go now. And they're there, basically, when Mary dies. The initial symptoms of poisoning due to autumn crocus or calchazine begins to take effect within two to eight hours after you've ingested it. It can even be more common to be two to four hours. It just depends on your body. Symptoms do include, but aren't limited to nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and severe abdominal pain. The reason why this is just the base of symptoms is because who knows what you'll experience as the result of the toxin is every single fluid inside of your body expelling itself out. You are basically drying up like a little prune and your organs are dying as well because they are literally draining of life inside of you. It's not a real fun way to go or a thing to experience. Not that I imagine any death is like super fun to experience, but this one just sounds absolutely horrific. 
Mary Yoder's death would be ruled a homicide, obviously, by the medical examiner's office, which means police immediately got to an investigation. This leads us to this infamous yet anonymous letter. On the 23rd of November 2015, the medical examiner's office and the Oneida County Sheriff's Department both received the same letter. The person who wrote the letter knew that Mary's death was due to calcicine toxicity, and they claim the person responsible for Mary's death was her own son. Dun dun da! Like I said, dramatic, right? Of course, police were like, hey, Adam, uh, could we search your stuff because we're a little bit curious and we just want to make sure rule you out as a suspect. Adam was like, yeah, for sure, my guys. Have a look-sees. See what you find. Let me know if you find any change or cash because, you know, times are tough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He was like, yeah, go check it out. Now, based on information that was in the letter, they searched a specific area of the car and found a small little bottle. This little bottle or pill receptacle was also labeled with the name Calchazine. Oh my god, that sounds super familiar, right? But they didn't just find the bottle. They also found a receipt for the purchase of said bottle. Police now knew from the receipt where and when it was purchased. So, who bought it? Was it Adam? Why was it in Adam's car? Who wrote the letter? And most of all, most importantly, who actually killed Mary? Because now I need to know. Do you have a body? Do you like to cover that body? Because, well, you kind of have to according to society's rules. Well, allow me to show you where you can go to buy some of the coolest clothes. If you head on over to thedriveclothing.com backslash oh hey it's harmony, you will be greeted by some of my favorite clothes and accessories out there. For a good while, I have been closely working and affiliated with The Drive Clothing Company. Even before I began working with them, I've supported this company for quite some time. I love them and what they stand for. Head on over to thedrive.com backslash oh hey it's harmony for a very special discount that you will unlock with my link. You will be greeted by some of the cutest clothes, most incredible accessories, and lowest prices. In fact, right now they are running a special. Our $100 mystery boxes are half off, only $50. Who knows what you could get? When I tell you I am obsessed, I am obsessed. And I promise that you will be too. You will vibe with the drive. And in no time, you too will become a driven one. So head on over to thedriveclothing.com backslash oh hey it's harmony and check out everything they have to offer and hey get yourself a little something and get that lovely little discount that comes with my link all right let's get back to the show i remember she died on wednesday and i found out about it on thursday and i'm like that's not right that's not right for someone so strong and healthy as her to just up and pass away. I think everybody was just in utter disbelief. Bill Yoder, when Mary died, his whole world collapsed. He told me, there's days I don't even remember. All I did was sit in my bedroom and sob uncontrollably. 
receipt that was found next to the bottle of calchazine, there was an email listed. This is due to the fact that this was purchased online. The email was mradamyoder1990 at gmail.com. Most of this transaction, in fact, took place via email by the seller. The seller also spoke to the buyer on the phone twice. With an email like Mr. Adam Yoder, you would assume that like, obviously you shouldn't assume, but you would that it would probably be like a male's voice on the other end. Except the seller noted that the phone voice was actually very young, soft, and feminine. Quote, a female voice, in fact. The purchase was for one gram container of calchazine. It was billed and shipped to the chiropractic family care, and it was put to care of Adam Yoder. Obviously, due to all of this evidence, police were like, we need to talk to Adam because this is a little bit suspicious. Due to the letters and the bottle being found in his car, he was obviously kind of a person of interest. His father, William, Bill, was also a person of interest due to the fact that he was Mary's spouse. And there were some suspicious, I guess, there were some suspicions around a relationship with Mary's sister, Kathy Richmond, shortly after Mary's death. This is because they started to date. Yeah, it wasn't like they were just close. They started dating. They were like a couple. I mean, listen, everyone grieves differently and maybe they were bonding over the loss of Mary, but also it's really fucked up, okay? But that's just my opinion. So there's, <laughs> words are tough. There's the suspects currently, Adam and his dad, Billy. But police would soon discover that the evidence may have actually been leading them in a different direction. They just didn't realize it in the beginning. Cause it would bring them right to a completely different person, Caitlin Conley. Investigator Van Amy, has Caitlin Conley come down to the sheriff's office? Katie strikes you as calm, pleasant, sweet girl. Caitlin says she doesn't think Bill had anything to do with Mary's murder, but she doesn't know for sure. There is someone else, though, whose behavior she has found troubling. We start specifically talking about her relationship with Adam. It becomes clear to investigator Van Namey that Caitlin and Adam have a difficult and stormy relationship. She talks about how you can't protect me and how she's scared of Adam, and that's specific to what the letter mentions. And it light goes off in my head. And at that point, I ask her if she's the author of the anonymous letter. When she didn't give me a no as an answer, that's an automatic flag for an investigator to ask the question again. I again said, if you're the author, we need to know, did you write that anonymous letter that we got? And she stated that she did. And then she went from a witness to all the way to a suspect. police interviewed 23-year-old Caitlin, they asked her if she knew how Mary had died. She said that she knew that it was due to some sort of toxin. She told them that she had never heard the word colchicine, yet when the package was delivered to the office, Caitlin was the one that signed for it. 
The crime lab developed a female DNA profile from under the stamp on one of the envelopes used for one of the anonymous letters, cause she licked it. Caitlin's DNA was compared to this and also to DNA profiles found on the murder weapon, you know, the bottle of colchicine. Her DNA was present on these items. Well, the items that was the bottle. And then there was also this little like cardboard sleeve that the bottle was packaged in, you know, the, the casing for the bottle. Yeah, she had her DNA all over that. Shockingly though, there was none of Adam's. Police questioned Caitlin about the Gmail account, you know, Mr. Adam Yoder, 1990. She said that she did not know that account, had not had access to it, and just didn't know that it existed. Google provided police with the IP addresses that were associated with this Gmail account. And they provided the IP addresses confirmed when and where the Gmail account was created, accessed, and, of course, terminated. The Gmail account was created in September of 2014 from an IP address associated with the chiropractic family care. Obviously, if Adam created it, this makes sense. However, several times from IP addresses that would connect to this Gmail account were from Caitlin's phone and her home. So if it was Adam, well, it he was trying to frame Caitlin then and you know, he was doing a damn fine job. Or maybe Caitlin was trying to frame Adam and she was just doing a really bad job. Now this Gmail account that had been found to buy the Calchazine, that's the only reason it seemed to be created. It was never used for anything else. It never contacted anybody else. It was solely for this purchase. If it was Adam, that seems a little weird, but also smart if you wanna hide it, but would you hide it by using Mr. Adam Yoder? That just seems like hiding in plain sight. Not very smart sometimes. Maybe something more along the lines of this email is definitely not Adam Yoder's. A W-9 tax form that was required for the purchase of the Calchazine was typed out using a typewriter at the Chiropractic Family Care on the 14th of January in 2015. This is also around the same time that Caitlin happened to be working there. The Calchazine was also bought using a gift card. Now the gift card's purchase was traced back and guess who bought it? If you said Caitlyn, you would be absolutely correct. Here's another thing as well that really just put that nail in the coffin for Caitlyn. Her phone contained images of research on poison. The evidence was just absolutely mounting against Caitlyn and not so much against, you know, Billy Boy and Adam anymore. And of course, when police asked her Flat out, did you send these anonymous letters because, like, it seemed as though maybe you did? She said, yep, I, uh, I sure did. Which hiked her up to suspect numero uno. But we still have another suspect to talk about before we decide who really did it. Even though Caitlyn is behind bars, did she do it though? I mean, yeah, it really looks like she did. But also, let's talk about Billy Boy. So what you're telling investigator Mark my name here is that Adam told you that he, he did this to his mother right. and where he put the cold to see. Right. Why would he tell anybody on this what he did? Right, and I think it's like a power thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a control thing. Caitlin Conley has just admitted to writing the anonymous letter 
where she accuses her boyfriend, Adam, of murdering his mother. Investigator Van Namey records their conversation. You forgive him? I forgive him. She would talk about how she was scared to give us more information because she couldn't be protected from Adam. I don't believe that she was actually scared. I think that was part of the show. Caitlin Conley would be charged with second-degree murder in the death of Mary Yoder. At the trial, the defense claim William was actually to blame for Mary's death, however. Apparently, they just stopped even trying to go for Adam and were like, well, that's not going to work. Caitlin tried it and they didn't believe it. So how about, how about William? They believed that William likely laced Mary's daily protein shake that morning before work which is actually why he decided not to go to work that day, even though he didn't have any clients on the books. You know, the obvious reason. They believe that he actually had motive, by the way. And that motive was an alleged illicit affair that he was having with Mary's sister. Which, I mean, maybe. Maybe he really was having an affair. Honestly, I don't know. It's never been proven. They've both denied it. And honestly, you know, I know grief makes people do really twisted things, and there's a good chance that maybe Mary's sister, Kathy, and her husband, William, bonded and were there for each other over the loss and death of Mary. I'm not saying that it's not fucking weird and bizarre and just, okay? <laughs> but still, people do weird shit when they grieve. However, to say it's motive and then to tie a bunch of things together that otherwise don't even make sense, I don't know. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Especially when it's so obvious who really did it here. The Muffin Man. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong notes. Caitlin. Now, of course, the prosecution completely disagreed that William did it because <laughs> he didn't. I mean, there's like no evidence besides a possible affair. That's not really a lot of evidence, now is it? Especially when there was an actual evidence of them having an affair before. Like, they were tied to one another once Mary passed. It wasn't so much as though there was anything before she did. Anyways, they claimed, the prosecution, that all the evidence proved it was absolutely unequivocally Caitlin. They believe the motive for the murder was, without a doubt, revenge. Hence the whole, hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. After Adam ended their relationship, it was heavily believed that she was really fucking pissed off. She wanted at least to be with Adam, not sure why, because it was seeming to be a pretty toxic relationship. But again, we all do crazy shit, right? I can't say that I've cried over toxic people, because I have. I tried to stay in toxic shit before because, well, Young Harmony was dumb and stupid, okay? <laughs> Still ends sometimes. But at least she's single now, so I don't gotta deal with anyone toxic currently. And won't in the future. But this is not about me. This is about Caitlyn, Mary, Adam, William, and slightly Mary. I mean, it is about Mary, but right now isn't. Anyways, okay. So, basically, they believe that Caitlyn actually poisoned Mary in order to get revenge on Adam because she was so upset that he didn't want to be with her anymore, that he was just done with all the toxicity and was like, you know what? I deserve better. And she was like, no, you don't. You deserve me, which is obviously not better because for each other, they were really bad. Anyways, all of that 
Him not wanting her made her decide, you know what I'm gonna do? Kill somebody. And that somebody's your mom, bitch. Which, I mean, can we all agree, is super fucked up. Jurors spend an intense five days poring over the evidence, but they still can't agree on a verdict. The judge is forced to declare a mistrial. We were devastated. It was very emotionally taxing for all of us. And quite frankly, we didn't get justice for Mary Yoder. To me and to my client, it means a victory. We won because she wasn't convicted. They failed to prove their case. And Katie and her family walked out of that courthouse free with me. We know she's innocent. <laughs> it was a good day, tempered by the possibility of there being another trial. The jury couldn't reach a verdict. They couldn't agree. Was she guilty? Was she not guilty? I don't know. Which is known as a hung jury or a mistrial. Five months later, however, Caitlin would go on to be tried again. Now, you remember how I said the defense had tried to accuse William of murdering his wife because of this like affair that he was supposedly having? Well, in this trial, they let that go, which is crazy because like apparently it worked because the jury was like, I don't know, did she actually do it? However, they were like, okay, we're not gonna say William did it this time. This time it was Adam, you know, the original statement. At this second trial, the jury was told they could consider first-degree manslaughter. Then, guess what happened? The jury came out and were like, listen, judge, um, we can't, we don't know, I, I don't know, we don't know if she's guilty or not. Like, we just, we can't come to a decision, okay? Instead of the judge accepting that and saying, fine, it's another mistrial, he told them to get back in the chambers and keep deliberating because they had to make a decision. They did. After some time, they eventually agreed and they had finally found a verdict. The jury did agree that they found her guilty of the lesser charge of first-degree manslaughter. Mary's family asked the judge to give Caitlin a maximum sentence. They all noted how not one time had she expressed any form of remorse for, you know, her violent and extremely painful for the family and brutal end. Like, she poisoned Mary. I mean, Mary's last few hours were excruciating. She literally was just vomiting and had severe diarrhea and it was just like all of her fluids inside of her body were leaving her not good she kept having heart attacks cardiac arrest like come on that's not that's not a good experience okay i mean she was dying so i i don't know maybe because i can't fathom murdering somebody like unless you're coming at me or my child it's just i'm not gonna murder you okay <laughs> However, I feel like even if I had to end someone's life because they were coming at me, I would cry. There wouldn't be a single day in my life that I wouldn't be like, oh my god, I fucking killed someone, what the fuck? Like, come on! If you don't show remorse for ending the life of a human, no matter if you fucking planned it or not, you're just, I mean, planned it, you're definitely fucked. Like, you're, you're twisted in the head, but I don't know. If you watch the court trial, if you watch anything with Caitlyn, I do believe, personally, she did. 
uh, when I first started looking into the case, I was a little bit like, maybe it was, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. But as I researched and I learned more, undoubtedly, I do believe that Caitlin killed Mary Yoder. And I think she did it because she wanted to get back at Adam for not wanting her. Nonetheless, the jury does agree that Caitlin did have a hand, if not planned, Mary's murder. Therefore, she was sentenced to 23 years in prison. Two months later, at Caitlin's sentencing, Bill and Adam Yoder get a chance to express their grief and their anger. To give even with my son, she decided to murder his mother. I hate Caitlin Ann Conley because Caitlin Ann Conley murdered my mother. I introduced her to my family. I got her a job with my parents. <laughs> and if I hadn't done those things, my mother would still be alive. With all due respect, was the really twisted story of Caitlin Conley, Adam, Mary, and William Yoder, and slightly Kathy Yoder, Mary's sister. An absolutely twisted tale of toxicity. Who in their right, okay, she's obviously not in her right mind, but who in their right mind would think, you know what, this person doesn't want to be with me, that's fine, I'm gonna kill their parent. You see why I come here and tell you these stories because they leave me thinking, what the actual, what is wrong with people? I hope you're wondering the same thing. And if not, well, tune in to another episode. I'm sure I'll leave you thinking, what the, f what is wrong? with the world, huh? And again, if that doesn't leave you wondering that, then I'll have another episode next week as well, and you can stick around and hear that. But whatever you decide to do, I hope that you stay safe. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I hope and absolutely, just positively, really, truly hope that I never, ever, 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 ever have to tell a story about you. If you want to send me a story to share, go ahead and do so at my email, what the actual EFF harmony at gmail.com. You can send me cases, stories, any and everything, conspiracies, links. Okay, maybe not links because I don't trust phishing and stuff. I'm not going to touch a link if you send it. But if you want to tell me about any sort of stories or cases, I would love that. Finally, and so soon, possibly even next week, I'm hoping I do have a case that I've been working on for, I think it's been like four months now, from one of you who was on the jury, and I am so sorry, it's been a little delayed, but I have been a little bit crazy lately because of summer, and uh, I'm still crazy, I mean, diagnosed and everything, so, <laughs> but a little bit more um, scheduled now with my crazy, if you know what I'm saying. Anywho's, thank you so much for making it all the way here. I know with my stories, tales, and weekly shenanigans, sometimes it's a bit much listening to me share these because, well, I'm mentally ill and sometimes my brain is a little bit more kooky than other times. Sometimes you get very monotone, not so much acting, Harmony who shares the case with you. Or you get how I've been today, a <laughs> little bit more animated and alive. Honestly, that's just because I am so exhausted, I'm slightly delirious. Well, I am gonna 
go ahead and pass out for a few hours. Actually, I can't. I've got to work. And then pick up my son and then start researching and creating for many more shows of what the actual F furry you. How about you stick around and meet me here next week? And by stick around, I mean absolutely enjoy the rest of your week and just come back the next time you see a brand new episode. Wait, what's that? You're not... You're not following the podcast? So you, you're not alerted if you get a new episode? You should go ahead and follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it so you'll get an alert on my next episode. Anyways, until then, remember, stay safe. I love you. And I guess I'll talk to you next time. Bye.